I survive. At my centre the kernel lies, a soft heart of strong resolve, the seed sown from iris soil, hardened outer, adversity shaped, arrows and slights of non-belonging, stern strictures of motherland laws, through years of sun-kissed blossoming, interspersed with bitter wintry sharp white chill, I persist, my soft heart strong in resolve. When autumn blaze cools to waste, when love is lost and bitter taste, as earth and moon and stars align, ablaze with power urge to shine, when branches droop and shoulders stoop, when winds roar and rattle my pride, still I persist, my soft heart strong, I survive. So today on the Red Kite podcast and radio show here on East Leeds FM, we are talking about a project gathering sounds and other materials from COVID lockdown with a group of artists working with Space 2 over in Gipton. So I'm here with uh, Michelle, Corinne, and Kevin. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Here we are seven, six months, seven months into to lockdown, and there are lots of ways people are trying to make sense of it all. And the three of you are working with, along with others at Space 2, to, to gather things from lockdown. Tell us a bit about what Sounds of Lockdown is all about. We were working with lots of groups before the lockdown started. But since then, all our group work has vaporized. And we were thinking of a way that we could connect with people and try and make some sense of what's going on and glean some kind of you know, experience of what it's like for individuals. And so we've been asking people to record um, either sound effects or, or poetry or all sorts of things just so that we can work with it creatively and see what we come up with, really. And how did the project get started? So you, you were contacted by Space2. Have you all worked with Space2 on projects like yeah. before? Yeah. The way that Space2 works is um, really good in the sense of gives artists quite a lot of their own um, freedom and so we grow organically. Within, within this project we were contacted in March and like you know Kevin said we'd all, we, we all have a lot of online groups, um, I'm sorry a lot of groups you know I'm facilitating a lot of groups and it is how to um, provide that support during these times because a lot of our participants, um, well, a lot of my participants were, were shielding um, and they're at the high risk group um, of things. So it was how to sustain some kind of um, creative support because as you know, you know, art is just so good for well-being, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> And uh, because my project is embroidery, we sent a little thread uh, with it as well, some fabrics and things, and needles uh, to do the, uh, my part of the project. So my well-being part was about home sweet home, and it was about the, the idea of being at home and experiencing the this lockdown in a way where we're all supposed to be at home and looking at what's around us and appreciate what what we've got and sort of create a memory of this time that's hopefully not going to ever happen again, uh, that we can sort of look back and see, oh, that's what I did, you know, that's how I cope with it. So for anyone listening to this this radio show and podcast, 
if they want to, to get involved either through sending in writing or sounds or getting involved in the, in the fabrics or the embroidery. Um, or maybe even having to get a well-being pack themselves. Okay. So I know that they can go to this, this, the Space 2 website, which we'll put on our website and we'll, we'll give out. Um, any other advice about how people should go about getting involved or things in particular that you're looking for so someone listening to this can, can jump in? Well, for me, personally, I'm going to be putting some sound files together and combining them with some video and, and stills. So I'm looking for images. I'm looking for bits of film that people have maybe made um, and certainly sound effects, just recordings of daily life or if there's if you've got a hobby or something very specific that you do that makes a noise of some kind you know it'd be really gorgeous and these are going to perform kind of soundscapes and backing tracks to um to the spoken word that uh, michelle's going to be supplying but you can also if you fancy sending in some spoken word if you're not part of michelle's groups you know it'd be fantastic if other people can and it doesn't have to be poetry it can be anything just a stream of thoughts or maybe even singing I don't know it could be just anything that you're up to that is that has been kind of precipitated by this strange situation we're in and, and the soundtracks as well are going to they're going to be behind an exhibition that's um, that's I think it's scheduled for November and um, one of the other packs, you know, all the packs that have gone out and all the things that people have been encouraged to do, like Corinne's embroidery and, and Michelle's, you know, poetry packs. I've done one that's um, very easy and achievable art activities because uh, I, I teach art. And, and, and one of the main problems that I have with people is getting people to understand that you don't have to use expensive and hard to get hold of materials that, you know, creativity can manifest itself with things that are just around in the house and you don't need expensive materials. So the creative packs, hopefully, you know, the ones that I did were just about making art with really basic things that you can find around. So I think between us, there should be quite a nice mixture of interesting visual things for this for soundtrack and this backtrack to kind of make it even more interesting to go and view. And it's going to be both digital and real. I think you can really go and see it. I think it's also to find, you know, the, the hidden strength and resilience mm. of our community, you know. I think that's really important that, you know, like we were, I think me and Kevin were talking before and um, you know about the fact that a lot of the people a lot of um, people that we work with um, are surviving before the pandemic and now we have a pandemic I think we need to um, be aware of that as leads people you know we all are we all we also are surviving this thing in in different ways kind of thing do you know what i mean it might also you know not only is there's an upside there is a downside as well and i'm quite interested to look at how how difficult it is sometimes mm -hmm. i'm not going to shy away from you know 
a lot of people we work with are single and the dynamics of being single in this situation are much different from people who have their family or they live in you know some kind of communal situation and um, and I'm hoping that what comes out of this is some expression and some understanding of the fact that it can be much more difficult for people who are single and mm. and, and and don't have you know the luxury of money and a car and you know and all the other things that come along with being financially privileged mm-hmm. and also for people who are, you know who have to live day by day with uh, mental health mm. um yeah you know problems or issues or however you want to call it do you know what I mean but they're living you know they're living and managing their well-being day to day and then pandemic comes in it's like a tsunami really mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. with the information I think to be able to I think to be able to create in times like this is really just really important you know and it's also that we, we're living it now, but um, our grandchildren and, and the people after us will. This is a time capsule of something enormous, you know. And so your work and your voice and to be heard at this point, it, I think it's really special. Mm. I'm glad you said that word, that that phrase, time capsule, Michelle, because we've talked about that a lot, also at Chapel FM, working with young people and others about the things that we gather now. We don't know. We'll never ne- maybe we'll never know exactly how they'll be used in the future. But mm. the idea that even a hundred years from now, right, somebody might be able to find it, these pieces of audio or these poems or these these mm. fabrics, um, and thinking back in history, if if we had those same things from from other times in history, mm. what it might mean instead of the just the official history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you have? What, uh. Yeah, what do you think, Kevin or Corinne? I, I just think the you know the idea of artifacts that leaving things that can be found like it's fantastic. I mean, I'm fascinated by history and things that other cultures and other times have left behind, and and yeah, we're kind of creating that. You know, I love the fact that Corinne's you know embroidery will come along and people will be mm. investigating it and probing it and working out what messages it has. You know, kind of sewn into it. It's gorgeous. It's it's mm. a lovely. And it's so it's so kind of there's something so warming about material and that textile and that touch and that you know mm. it's something mm. missing that we're not touching right now but this material do, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's also a very slow process embroidery, so it it enables you to to reflect you know on what you're doing and it takes you away as well from. Uh, that's not me ringing it's me sorry no it's okay it's no problem we just pause and we'll edit this bit out so that's fine (laughs) it's funny as well there's so much more time to do those time consuming things at the moment so it's almost like we've gone back in time a little bit when people used to do embroidery and write a lot more and and spend much more time i think doing those personal pursuits that nowadays we don't often get the time to do so well that's something else i'm interested do any of you have thoughts about how you might imagine your work in terms of arts but also working in community changing going forward even after the pandemic is finished hopefully it will be at some point 
I think it'll make me appreciate what I do and how we how we work with people so much more. I mean, I I didn't anticipating ever a time when I'd be sat missing, you know, the people I work with and the and the groups and and how much that kind of fills my life and flavors my life. And now it is. It is really difficult, you know, for me at the moment because all that that huge chunk of my life has kind of gone. So it's it's yeah. I think in the future I will definitely kind of not take it for granted and maybe not work that moan that I'm overworked quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see in six months or a year. Yeah, um, I might take that back. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So we're talking with Michelle Scully-Clark, Karin Bras, and uh, Kevin Hickman about the Sounds of Lockdown project. Let's just remind listeners, so if you want to contribute something, if you want to get involved, this is a chance for you to share your words, your sounds, your embroidery work, other kinds of things. Um, we just want to go to the, the, the Space 2 website, which we'll, which we'll put on the website and we'll give out. So what kinds of things have, have you gathered so far, and are there any any particular surprises or things that have made you really think or laugh or or even grieve a bit in terms of what well, you've gotten back? I, th I think with my, with the writing group, um, they, I took them online quite quickly um, in March and they then became for themselves a peer-led group um, and they got a grant to secure me so I, you know, so, but what happened with that is uh, they've been working three times a week solidly on writing and we have experts now, you know, so they, they've been able to, they've gone past, you know, they've gone past seeing themselves needing to just come to a group to write. They now see themselves as writers. And um, it's been really lovely because one of the um, pieces that I sent over today from one participant um, who's very, very, um, she's very, she doesn't, she doesn't like the sound of her own voice or doesn't like to speak, but she will write, you know, um, and she's just recorded five pieces and loved it because it's that anonymity, you know, of being able just to be free. So that's been a really nice um, kind of thing that happened that I didn't that I didn't envision, you know. So that was nice. So it's just lots of different things like that. Mm. And what kinds of things was she writing about? So she's writing about the sounds of the city. One of her pieces called Walls, about being in four walls and about how actually is she secure with that isn't she secure with that what does that mean what does four walls mean you know so you know and it's each writing um each writing uh workshop we'll have a different thing to think about you know and sometimes it will be about well-being and sometimes it'll be about here and now and covid you know and what's actually happening there so you'll get lots of different responses. One of my participants went to Scarborough and um, recorded the sea, you know? So it, it's just really, it's, it's really about um, giving people, for me, I love giving people the kind of that, the key to have their own expression, to express how 
they choose to, you know? And having that freedom is almost having your child, your inner child back again, because you can always play, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, there is something about going back, connecting to certain kinds of childhood ways of looking at the world that I think has, has been part of this experience, so one part of it. Corinne, how about in terms of the embroideries and things like that, anything that you've gotten back so far that... Well, my pack uh, just actually just come out, so yeah. we haven't got anything back yet. Okay. But, uh, uh, obviously, I really want people to gain with it. So it's really just easy. You know, you can start with a piece of fabric, any size, and then do whatever you want on your fabric. Uh, just tell your home narrative. It can be writing as well, and it can be words, it can be imagery. You can put where you had for breakfast this morning. You can learn <laughs> your vegetables, anything. There's no wrong. It's, uh, just tell us about your experience on this piece of fabric. And there's a lovely cuckoo clock. I was just thinking, did you pick that up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep the clock on radio. One of the things, over, over our way at East Leeds FM, we've been doing lots of remote broadcasting for these past six months all across the city with our broadcasters and, and young people and interviews all across the city. And one of the things that we've really come to believe, and I think it relates to what you're doing with Sounds of Lockdown, is you know sometimes it's the unexpected things you know, a neighbor's dog barking or, uh, you know, even the technology struggles, I think are part of the story. So, so that great cuckoo clock that, that, that went off just now is, is a reminder that we're, we're all living in strange times and working in new ways. Normally we'd be sitting around perhaps in our radio studio, you know, which would be nice and quiet and reliable with the technology, but there's something about the, the unexpected circumstances. What, what part of Leeds, are you all in Leeds right now? Where, where are you all located? I'm in Hare Hills. Okay. I'm in Hare Hills too. All right. <laughs> I'm in Grassington in the Dales. Okay. So we're going from Grassington in the Dales to, to Hare Hills. I'm over on Otley Road across town. Normally we'd be over oh, yeah. at Seacroft. So, um, and so we are even at the moment having this conversation remotely for the radio. Um, so I want to go back again to this idea of, so somebody here who's listening to this, this radio program and thinking, oh, maybe I might do something just about what, what you feel like the benefits of just, again, sending in a piece of writing or some sound or working on an embroidery, what people might experience from that. Well, it's, it's that kind of like lovely knowledge of turning up for self, you know, it's like creating, you know, making a cake. It's that wonderful knowledge that, you know, you've done something and here's, you know, and it's moved. And I think, I think it'd be nice if, it'd be nice just to feel that, you know, that it's not just you working, it's the, it's your, it's the Leeds community really that it's open to. So it's something that we can do together, mm. you know. It is a gorgeous feeling being included in something especially something creative and you you've you've worked on it and then there's something that you can physically experience in some way and it has some longevity and mm -hmm. i think it, it's really good for you 
your confidence and your well-being and it's a great mm. i don't know for me personally i mean being creative if i'm not feeling too good it's a great distraction and a great uplifter Mm-hmm. And um, just the the they call it cognitive distraction, don't they? Mm-hmm. Where you're actually distracted from the things and drawn away from the things that are worrisome or difficult in your life. Mm-hmm. And and I think if you do it enough, it it does actually in, in, increase your self of well being and and does get you away from your you know your kind of darker side. So. Yeah, if people can get involved, it's fantastic because uh, it's you're part of what's happening and and you're part of a bigger thing and, and that's a good feeling, I think. Some other thoughts on just this idea of how you might hope people in the future might experience the things that you're gathering now. I like to go back to this idea of a hundred years from now and what would you, how would you imagine someone finding all of this stuff that you've gathered together? what it might tell them about this moment in time that they couldn't get from just reading it, you know, old newspapers or websites or whatever someone might be going to in the year 2120 that is going to be gathered up in the sounds of lockdown. Do you think it will give people a different way of looking at this moment in history? I think what we're gathering is a bit more subtle than what you hear on the headlines and what's out there in the media. You know, this is kind of, everyday life and um and it doesn't matter we're not looking for grandiose kind of celebrity things and showy things the beauty of it is that it is about just little things and people can just contribute small or or very in what seem to be insignificant things but i think when we put them all together i think they'll be just a, a like a treasure trove of kind of things to look at and we'll get massive insight into the subtleties of people's lives in the future i hope so anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's really personal isn't it really personal yeah. story yeah yeah, yeah. and it is small stories because we all slow down and our world is a lot smaller so mm. so our stories are going to be small and slow and and maybe that's a, a good thing that we should you know keep um you know, it's a good message for people in the future you know, to be small is fine you know little stories is fine they're the important thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well i think often when we look back now at things from the past too it is those those personal intimate stories that and even at other times in history and big events whether it's a war or uh, a past pandemic or an experience uh you know a wind rush or a you know something from even the 19th century it's those diaries and little stories and insights into daily life that ultimately mean much more than the speeches in parliament i think or at least they show something yeah. much more much more lasting and meaningful i think so i think women's fear of creativity that is you know whether whatever we do you know when we're creative i think we're then kind of like connecting with each other and giving each other that kind of virtual hug anywhere because what we're doing is we're allowing our emotions to become colors and movement and sound and words and you know textile and you know and to to go into that space and to create you know that's that in itself you know, if you're if you're going to do it for a big 
um, a, you know, is, is everyone's coming together with it. Well, I can imagine there are going to be people, lots of people who started writing poetry or started doing embroidery or started thinking about mm. maybe doing sound, you know, creating sound art, whatever it may be, because of this time that who wouldn't have otherwise, um, mm-hmm. but because of projects like this, we might not know for years, but there may be maybe people who set off on paths they wouldn't have gone on otherwise, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, think there will be quite a few. I think I think things like this can be, a, and especially the, the the lovely thing about this project is it's it's really quite easy to get involved with. You know, you don't you don't have to consider yourself an artist or a creative person. And so I'm hoping that people will find it really easy to access it because we just want really basic working materials. At the, the, you know, we will work with them a bit creatively afterwards, but for, for everybody who wants to contribute, it's a really lovely, easy way of accessing. And I hope that it will inspire people if, to go on and do more if they've never done it before, if they've never con- contributed to something creative. I really hope that they will go on and be inspired by it and think, oh, it's actually not that difficult. You know, maybe I should do this. So I'm hoping it will, you know, enrich people's creativity just for somebody who's never done it before. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Well, we're almost at the end of our conversation with Michelle, Kevin, and Corinne. We're going to hear from Emma Goodway from Space 2 just a moment next. But before we go, first I want to give you each chance to think about, just in your own time in, in during lockdown and that experience, if there's been a piece of music or a painting or a collection of poetry or anything or a couple of things that that you've really connected with during this time, you feel like, oh, okay, this is this has been part of my way of, of, of getting through lockdown in a in a in a healthier, happier way, uh, thanks to connecting with art. So, take a moment to think about that, and then also any other thoughts that you want to give at the end. This is your chance to just shout out to the radio audience and the podcast audience about this project. So, whoever wants to jump in with your your lockdown artistic comfort a thing or two oh gosh i've i've dj'd for many many years and um and i'm really missing mm. hearing loud music and being with lots of people and so i do this thing sometimes probably really annoying the neighbors where i crank up that music but i really love kind of soul and funk from this from the 80s really from the late 70s to the early 80s and I, I just find that sound just so joyous and and just so gorgeously connected to lovely times and happy people and being sociable that it just grounds me a little bit when I hear it. It reminds me and it gives me hope that we'll get there. We'll be back there someday soon. Well, do you have a particular particular song that you played during some of your, your lockdown DJ sessions? Oh my goodness! Now let me yeah. think. Which one is it that brings me most? I don't know. Anything by a singer called Sharon Red. Okay. There's a woman called Sharon Red, a soul singer from the 80s, and she did a song called um, In the Name of Love, which is just so beautiful and gorgeous. Great. So, yeah, that's my well, choice. We'll hear a little bit of Sharon Red uh, <gasps> program as well. We'll put that in. Um, Fabulous. Any others? 
But for me, yeah. actually, I did. Sorry. No, go on, darling. You go. For me, it was quite interesting because I always wanted to to do some gardening, and I'm so busy uh, driving everywhere, doing workshops and things, and having to do my my own uh, work that I never managed to garden, and I just did it, and I, I made a vegetable garden, and that was really creative in a way because I designed it in a certain way I wanted, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I actually printed my vegetable leaves onto my fabric, you know, after. <laughs> so it all came back <laughs> to my work. I loved it. So that was my, my uh, yeah, my special time. Fabulous. And what were some of the vegetables? What did you grow in the garden? Oh, uh, we did. Uh, I've got massive sunflowers, actually. They're about four meter high. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we did beans and kale and things that I don't even know what they are. <laughs> Tomatoes and cucumbers and anything, everything. <laughs> Brilliant. And Michelle? Um, well, I have a little granddaughter who's two and a half called Rosa Parks. So we spent a lot of time in Potter Newton Park you know, so it was really funny because she talks to the wind, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and so the birds and the, the flower beds, she talks to the flower beds and says, come on, grow, grow. <laughs> Ooh. So it was just, it was really um, interesting because all the parks were closed and we did our walk every day. It was really interesting to see what she heard and what she saw, you know, and that became really special for me now. So we have parts of the park where we have little rituals now, you know, there's a little part where we collect sticks and there's a little part where she, you know, talks to her tree. And so it was just, it was just, and it was also being able to be there and in a way show her nature like I was shown it. If it wasn't for this pandemic, I wouldn't, I would have been too busy doing what I'm doing and mum would have done it, mate. Do you know what I mean? But it, it was it was really nice, yeah. And the song, but I don't know who it's I don't know, it's called it's I've got you under my skin, but it's like by La Uncle and it's a French guy. Oh my gosh. So we'll, oh, he's just we'll find it. We'll track it down. <laughs> yeah, but it is amazing. Yeah. So that was it, really. Just that knowledge of, um, I've got the people right. You know, it's that. You know, mm. and just like you said, the small things. Small things. Well, I can't think of a better image to end this conversation on than two-year-old Rosa Parks in Potter Newton Park talking to the wind and to the flower beds. <laughs> if there's one image we can leave, leave listeners with, and I think everyone take things, you know, see the bigger picture in the longer term and the notion that, you know, she's two now and who knows, in 10, yeah. 20, 30 years, she'll have hopefully great yeah. memories of or hear stories of this time. Yeah. So thank you to Michelle Scully-Clark, Kevin Hickson, Karine Bross for talking about the Sounds of Lockdown project. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.